0: Dr. Paul Peterson here to talk about all things related to Mankato-area public schools. And one thing we want to talk about is the upcoming referendum because the vote is going to be coming up, I believe, November 7th. Yeah. And I've been getting some things on my doorstep, uh, little flyers and things saying vote no. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I know that's out there. And so um, I'll give you a chance to talk about the needs. And my parents were farmers, so a lot of times when referendums would come up, they would be like, well, you know, we can't afford any more taxes kind of thing. Mm But at some point you look and you say, what are the needs? And I know the flyer, basically what the flyer I got in the mail was, and maybe you got it too, I don't know. But it said, you know, our our administrators want shiny new buildings and things like that. Basically, it sounded like you want to build the Taj Mahal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, boy. Well, let's talk about that, you know, because
0: I think it's important that people know what really are the needs versus the wants. Yeah,
1: great, Karen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the chance to talk with, all of your listeners and the people who are um, continuing to see things within our community about, it's a really important vote. And the last day for people to vote is on November 7th. It's a Mankato Area Public Schools bond referendum um, that is really specific to facility improvements. And uh, our school board made the decision this past summer to move forward with a two-question ballot that's really specific on the top priority needs um, for our schools and our buildings. And so we're not building any new middle schools, elementary schools, or high schools. But really, this is about the adequacy of our existing buildings, which we have 19 schools, 22 sites. There's a lot of lot of square footage that is either owned or leased by the school district. Mm-hmm. And historically, our community has understood that with public building, you, you got to keep them up and you got to make sure that they're staying relevant. And um, with those initial tax dollars that were used to build them, People want those things maintained.
0: Well, let me ask you this question because this is something in the higher ed we face a lot of times is, you know, you might get the money for the building and things, but then you might not get what they call the heaper money, which is the the uh, money that's needed to maintain stuff. Yeah. So that, if anything, that sometimes is overlooked. So then you get all these things that kind of add up and add up that aren't getting done in terms of being fixed or upgraded to safety standards or whatever,
1: right? Yep, and I, I think have that you had that too, where we, we we definitely have, and I think that you know a difference between K twelve and higher ed is you know when I talk with President Inch, he, he uh, Doctor Inch and his staff, and I know a lot of people here at MSU are constantly engaged with lawmakers up in St. Paul to make sure that higher ed buildings are included and higher education is a part of bonding bills, right? Like that's the big area mm-hmm. in which facilities at higher ed. Um, can be improved. K-12, it's a completely different game. Um, Our game is about going out to the local taxpayers, residents, business owners, and ag owners, as you mentioned, um, to to see what sort of investments people are comfortable with moving forward. But you're right. Once those initial investments are made, then you also have to have operational dollars to maintain those. And then over time, as things get older, you've got to make sure that you've got funds, long-term facility maintenance funds. And then every so often, and here in Mankato, we go out for bond referendums about every 10 years. The last one was in 2014 um, to see, okay, what as our board and as our district leaders and as our staff look to our future, what sorts of changes and improvements do we need to make that um, not only serve the current generation of learners, but future generations. And and that's really what this referendum is about Again, two questions really specific to safety and security and early learning and reinvesting and starting the the remodel of one of our large high schools. And then a question two, which is really focused on co-curriculars. And so I do think that um, our board took a lot of time uh, prioritizing, reprioritizing things over the last several years. The community weighed in with some surveys in the last two years about what they were interested in supporting and then what the tax willingness was, the tax tolerance. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what led us here to you know the end of October. It's hard to believe that we're less than two weeks out before all the votes get tallied to see where we're going.
0: Well, you know the the safety and security issue, some people say, "Well, you know, we're fine. We're in rural Minnesota. No big deal. Mm, mm-hmm. Why is that important?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it well, happens
0: anywhere, I know <laughs> bad things happen, yeah,
1: yeah, and you know d- data privacy is one that we can't just sit here and start talking about all the either uh, legit threats or alleged threats that come you know through my text and, and sure. emails, but even as as uh, as recent as this morning. You know, there, there was something that we had going on. Thankfully, it was something that we were able to diffuse uh, quite quickly. But uh, I think that the safety, security element of question one, which is about slowing down the entrance into our schools. We have a lot of schools that it is a simple buzzer system where somebody hits a buzzer, a secretary um, at, in. at mm-hmm. the front office lets them in, and that person who's coming into that school has full access. Right. They can go anywhere. And, and, and I
0: know that East has a, a one entry point versus West. I think my husband. Said that, that he realized that you can go pretty much anywhere. Yeah,
1: out. East is a great example of what we are trying to, um, or, or I should say what we're putting in front of voters. Um, some of our elementary schools, it will just be a small little remodel, repurpose of some hmm. office space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in other schools like Washington and Hoover and Roosevelt, Kennedy, we'll actually be building out um, an entrance and we'll be relocating office spaces. I know I, you mentioned some luxurious administrative offices. In fact, what we'll be repurposing those spaces to be a special education space. So okay. where our principals and secretaries have historically been sitting in some of our schools, we're going to be using that space for special education, for social um, social worker, counselor, small group settings with kids and with and families. And mental
0: health, which is a bigger concern all the time. Oh, it's,
1: it's huge. It's huge. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I'd love to, love to address some of those vote no uh, either leaflets or text messages that people have been getting. Because we do know that I mean, there's a there's an opposition that has formed out of the Twin Cities that is uh, uh, trying to affect the results here in Mankato, and you know we're, we're we're getting quite a bit of response for you know people thinking that that's a good idea, and then other people thinking maybe not so much.
0: And I saw a TV commercial as well yeah. on one of the cable. I don't know what it was, but we get we get basic cable at our house, no nothing fancy. Yeah. But but I, it was basically you know vote no, or you know you guys are trying to to. Get fancy stuff or something. Yeah, and yeah. The
1: group, the, the group that um, is formed is out of Minneapolis. It's called Common Sense Minnesota. Oh, it is a
0: Minneapolis group. It's a
1: Minneapolis group, right? And the, and so they uh, they've generated quite a few dollars from across the Twin Cities.
0: Do they do that for? Uh, smaller school districts. I mean, do they do it for other school districts too? I mean, how how does it get like? Why did they target Mankato, for example, or do they do it for other schools too? Uh,
1: you know, there 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 are a handful of referendums. There's a couple up in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. that are quite large, much much larger than sure. ours. Um i you know, Mankato being a regional center right? with uh, you know a lot of voters down here and a lot of uh, opportunity for people to to weigh in. Um, I think that this common sense group is relatively new and so they're probably trying to figure out where politically they can make some inroads, uh, okay. raise some money. I'm um, I, 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 would, I'm the wrong person to speak for them, but right. I'm sure that they have other aspirations beyond just local community bond referendums, you know, whether it's state or um, state races. You know, sure. this is an off-year election so there, right. there are no other items on the ballot and so maybe maybe schools are an easy target.
0: So, what do you want people to know? Then, I mean, it. I, when you hear things like this, you know, if that's all you hear, it's you, yeah. that might be the foremost in your mind.
1: Yeah, I. You know, two, two things. Um, number one, I think that it's really important that the people that people understand that the school district, once the board called for the vote, um, mm-hmm. needs to make sure that we are, as I've said, kicking the ball down the middle of the field in terms of not working in the advocacy world of trying to tell people, oh, my gosh, you have to vote yes. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, the board supports this moving forward, and so there's an element of our board and our district leaders saying that this would be good for our school district. Our role is when there is information, or maybe that's the wrong word, when there is stuff out there, whether it's on a TV ad or a radio ad or a, a leaflet that says things like, only 3% of this bond referendum is going to safety security. Our, it's our responsibility to check that mm-hmm. and to say, actually, it's 34%. We'll You know, sure. we'll, we'll be spending close to $40 million on safety security measures at 10 schools. Um, and if you add in the cybersecurity enhancements, it's at all of the schools. Um, when When there's an outside group saying that this is only about luxurious administrative spaces, it's important for the school district to check that and say, actually... Repurposed space is going to allow for a smoother and more welcoming entrance into the school. This isn't about principal offices at all, um, and in fact, we're going to be re- we're going to be revamping current administrative spaces into special education, like you said, mental health space, social work space, um, and so as those things come up, you know, we've we've said all along that um, there's a lot of different opinions about what what you should build, and -hmm. and that's why our board spent so much time engaging with the community in the last three, four years about what the needs were. Um, I'm really proud that our board settled on these priorities. There are a lot of things that are needed in public education, and what board members have to do as the governing body is to prioritize and then match those priorities with really what the community feels like they can afford at that time. Um, The tax, the, the, the tax. We all have a budget, and I think people of, of good faith on all different sides can can look at their pocketbook and say whether or not this works. Thankfully, in Minnesota, we have the ag-to-school tax credit now, and so ag-land is taxed very differently than it was even six, seven years ago. How, how so? Well, the state has now, now has a subsidy um, for, per, because, as you were talking about your parents, Back in the day, way back, yeah. Yeah. um, And even as early as, you know, six, seven years ago, um, every ag acre was taxed for a bond referendum. In an operating referendum, it was the homestead plus one acre. Oh. In a bond referendum, it was the whole whole ball of wax. Sure. That has now changed where the state will kick in 70%. Um, for each acre okay. for the um, for the ag, it's called the ag to school tax credit. Okay, that has been a game changer in Minnesota. Mankato Area Public Schools doesn't have a lot of ag um, in its uh, school district, but we still need to be sensitive to that, right. and and that's important. So it's important when people go to the tax calculator to figure out exactly what their impact would be for these two questions. Um, that tax calc- calc- that tax credit mm-hmm. will kick in to help people see um, the benefit of that subsidy from the state.
0: Well, I was just I just Googled their site, Common Sense Minnesota, and they have a big picture of agriculture land. So I think that's maybe where they're mm-hmm. targeting that that um, your taxes are going to go up crazily. And now, when did this come in effect? You said this. Um, Special subsidy.
1: Yeah, so you know, I was up in St. Peter back in 2015 when we ran that bond referendum, and it wasn't. Um, it got put in. It wasn't this past legislative session. It might have been two or three sessions ag- or um, legislative sessions ago. Um, but it's been a huge help. It was something that was a key driver when Maple River was able to pass their bond referendum. Maple River now has a beautiful new K through 12 school. Um, That um, was very helpful in helping the taxpayers of that community, and 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 it will help across the state. People um, uh, be able to, because most people want to say yes to their schools. They they want strong schools, they want strong communities. Um, The research is clear about how having a strong, thriving public education system increases property value, brings businesses in, recruits employees, all of those sorts of things that we know add to the quality of life. and that's what—that's th- uh, why we were so excited to get the GMG endorsement. Greater Mankato Growth have come out full-throated saying this is good for the economic engine of southern Minnesota, uh, which they are. And um, so that's a great endorsement. And I tell you, I th- I th- we have received, from the school district's perspective, a lot of people reaching out to us mm-hmm. specific to this Vote No campaign, asking who are these folks, where are they from, where are they getting their data, and, you know, how can we help correct information? Because, as I said, at the end of the day, our role is to make sure people have the facts. Um, misinformation and, unfortunately, disinformation is now kind of prevalent in the world of, well, I guess in the world. And, you know, the political, the, the political messes that we see in Washington and sometimes we see in Minnesota Maybe it's no surprise that sometimes, um, people are attempting to get us in that swirl in local, Mm -hmm. um, sectors, but, um... We're uh, we're here ready to respond whenever people have questions. Well,
0: about Well, let's it. talk numbers. How how much does it impact somebody's taxes, whether you're a resident or a rural? I mean, is it a percent or is it a dollar amount, or how do you look at that?
1: Right. Yep. So it's all about property value. Okay. And so um, the very best way that people can know precisely what the tax impact will be for them is to go to our website isd77.org/vote2023. Okay. Um, and people can enter in their property and um, it will oh. identify their value and then what the tax impact will be for these two questions, the bond referendum for Mankato Area Public Schools. Okay. What I can say in general is that on the average price home, and this is really what drives how much the bond ask is and what's included in it, um, the average price home in our school district is $250,000. Okay. For that home, the impact of this bond referendum is $10 a month. Okay. And that has been survey tested, like I said, three times now, uh, because the last thing our board wants to do is put something out for our community and have them blow it out of the water and say, are you crazy? Right. Like that's, that's so beyond reasonable. Right. And then you go back to the drawing board. And, um, and as I've said with other people, really what communities need to guard against is the death spiral. And that is you throw out something that isn't tested, that isn't research based, you get blown out and then you rearrange things, inflation occurs, mm-hmm. you go out for a, maybe a few fewer projects but they cost kind of the same, people say no again. Right. And now all of a sudden you're in this communication with your community saying, we've already told you no and yet your public facilities Are continue deteriorating, <laughs> yeah. right. And that's and that's a that Bad is, cycle. that's yeah. a that's a cycle that thankfully in Mankato we've pre- we've been able to prevent bond referendums here have been strongly supported across, I mean, decades and decades. The operating referendum, I I will be honest, I mean, the operating referendum back in 2017, that thing passed by 29 votes. Um, You know, and that that was an operating referendum. That was about... uh, programs and people and staff and um, things like that. That thing barely squeaked by.
0: Why do you think people would support a building referendum more than an operating? Because you don't really see anything maybe for your dollar, so to speak?
1: Yeah, I I think it's specific to communities. Um, I've got a colleague um, right down the road where their operating referendums fly like oh. two to one. Um, okay. it's They could throw an operating referendum on and that thing would pass no problem. Okay. But they have a heck of a time passing a bond oh. for okay. facilities um, because the community looks at the schools and says, hey. They, they look fine. They look fine. They were good for me. Um, they're good for my kids and they'll be good for the next generation. Mankato is kind of the opposite where I think that we like to see our tax money at work and when you see an entrance or when you see a pool or when you see... Um, you know, West High School, we've been talking, you know, that that's the original Mankato High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, put up, started uh, taking kids in there in 1951. And there are some spots in there where it kind of looks like the 50s and 60s. And, and it's time to get that place at least started.
0: But it isn't so much about the looks. Isn't it also about safety and, and things crumbling and, I mean.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. The infrastructure of those schools and and then how we teach, how Kids are taught now, and how kids learn, um, are really different than right. in the in the fifties and sixties. And so, infrastructure for sure, flexible learning spaces. Uh, I, and I know that you've uh, you've had uh, kids go through East and are going through East. The, the East look of when you walk in there looks quite a bit different than it did when East was. First constructed, there's a lot of open space, a lot of collaboration opportunities for kids, flexible academic space, and um, West West needs to get on that path. We can't, we're not going to be able to do it all in one bond referendum, um, but this will be a good start to secure their entrance, and then get after um, some flex spaces, uh, band, choir, orchestra needs a redo, and. Um, finally get that pool out of there so we can uh, start uh, p- kids in the west area uh, swimming again up at Tacona Meadows.
0: And I see there is actually an open session tomorrow for people to learn more. Tell us about that. There
1: you go. It's our final community informational sessions. It's at six o'clock um, over at East High School. We're going to be in the uh, auditorium uh, from six to seven thirty. We've got a full slide deck that goes soup to nuts through the entire referendum, including the board's process of determining the high priority needs, what's included in questions one and two, what the tax impact is, and then special to tomorrow night. After the presentation, we will be breaking out into small Q&A sessions Mm -hmm. with a whole array of specific people within our system and then consultants that we're working with that can talk really specifically to folks if they have detailed questions. For example, how does the bond financing work? So we'll have our finance director there who can answer any questions specific to that. If somebody's more interested in, hey, what's all this question two with the co-curricular spaces? And what's that really going to look like? And are you going to have room for lancers there? And how, what, what, what about Real storage? Really specific stuff. Really yeah. specific. We'll have our ADs and we'll have our community education staff there. If people want to know about early learning, Um, I thought, you know, what really is the data surrounding child care needs in our community, and how does building out Eagle Lake um, help serve that community and and the greater MAPS area? We'll have a table for that. So we're really hoping that that level of specificity um, provides an interaction that people feel is comfortable and also gets their specific questions asked uh, before we get to November 7th.
0: Who has been coming or have you been having a lot of folks come to these these open sessions that you've been doing over the last few months?
1: Yeah, so we've had this this is our this will be number 3 okay. of 3. Our first one was at West and there's probably 30 40 people. Okay. Um there were 50 people who attended our virtual session okay. at the beginning of this month, which was great. Mm-hmm. We did it over the lunch period. We ran the presentation, then we stood for questions and uh, there were great questions. I think that the convenience of you know, eating their lunch or maybe doing it at their office and just listening in. Um, That seemed to work. We expect a big crowd on Thursday. And um, again, we're ready to answer any questions that people have. The last thing that can happen for us, I mean, whether it passes or fails, we as a school district will have failed if on November 8th, 9th, 10th, people are in our community saying, well, I wasn't really sure what that was about. Like, I was really confused or there didn't seem to be a lot of information out. We, we've hit, I, actually, right after this session, Karen, I'm heading over to Willowbrook, one of our senior oh, uh, sure. senior, senior centers mm-hmm. here in town. This afternoon, I'm meeting with the MSU Student Senate, um, sharing with them what the referendum is. Um, and so we're trying to cover the community. The and uh, we've got our principals talking with their staff and with parents. And we know we have a lot of ambassadors out there talking about what's included and what's at stake for our kids, staff, and uh, families.
0: So that is tomorrow, it's 6 to 7.30 p.m. at Mankato East High School Auditorium at 2600 Hoffman Road in Mankato. Uh, where do people park? Is, of course, that's after hours, so they, there's parking all around. Here.
1: Yeah, parking will be. Actually, that's a great question. I mean, there's parking right in the front, and then um, over, um, over by Thomas Park, we've got a huge student parking lot, actually, on both sides. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, the final Lancers concert is at 7.30 that night at East.
0: Oh, so you can stay for the concert. There you go. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, we're we're hoping that uh, doing a little referendum talk early on will bring people in, and then they'll just walk across over to the gym. So it's in the gym. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's cool. Okay. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I had no idea, but... Uh, and so, how can people vote? Can can they vote early to get the kind of thing, or is it just on the seventh? Yeah,
1: no, they sure can. So, in Minnesota, is an early voting state, and so as we've been sharing with folks, November seventh is really the last day to vote. Okay. That is the that's election day, but it's the last day to vote. I voted last week. Everybody in our in our school district, whether you're in Blue Earth County, Nicollet County, or even that little pocket of LaSueur County, mm-hmm. if you're voting early, everybody's going down to the Blue Earth County Historic Courthouse, which is oh. right downtown. Um, I went last week, took me five minutes, filled out a form, walked in. It's a two-question ballot. Like I said, we're the only thing on there. And so vote uh, two, uh, two quick votes there, put it in the bucket, and you're done. If that's if early voting or absentee bo- voting isn't your thing, um, then it will be on November 7th. There are multiple combined polling places. People received, within our school district, received a postcard about 10 days ago that had their specific polling Place uh, for their residents. And if that uh, is still unclear, or if they didn't see that, or if they recycled it already, the best information is always on our website. Okay. ISD77.org slash vote 2023. All of the polling locations are on there. People can also go to the Secretary of State website um, through the state of Minnesota, type in their specific address, and it will tell them exactly where they're voting location is.
0: Okay, and I looked I was just looking at the site. There is a at least a five-page description of everything from the proposed school construction project and it's uh, broken out into costs and everything. So you can look at it if you want to get more nuts and bolts than we're covering here today. But like you said, it's gonna cover a lot of the schools in throughout the district. And you've got how many again? There's mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's nineteen schools 19. and yeah, and, and and just the safe, secure entrances alone will will hit ten schools. You know, that's a that's that's unique for this bond referendum in that this it's a wide swath of needs. And I think that our board was wise to say let's let's do a few projects across the system as opposed to just centering in on on one. Um, you know, there'll be another day and time for for another board or another right. administration to say what's next. But uh, you know, this is what's on in front of us for 2023, and um, we've been encouraged by what we're hearing in the community. The key now in the last 10 days is just to make sure that people um, don't get to November 8th and say, "Oh my gosh, that's right, I was supposed to vote." But <laughs> you
0: can vote now, you said, and just go down to the courthouse.
1: Courthouse, yeah. Like I said, they are so responsive. They're okay. a great team down there. It's really easy. Um, especially if people are wondering if you know what their daily calendar is or what their schedule is going to be on November seventh, head on downtown. Um, what if and, you're in
0: Nicollet County? Do you go to Nicollet County Courthouse, or nope. is it all in Blue Earth? It's still all in the Blue Earth County. Every
1: every early voter, okay, uh, will vote at the Blue Earth County Historic Courthouse.
0: Good to know because I wasn't aware. I just thought if you were in a different county, you'd vote somewhere else. Right. But, and so there is the p- part one, which is some of the basic stuff, and then part two, because some people say, "Well, is part two just more?" Just icing on the cake?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, part part one is, or question one is question one because it's the highest priority. Right. I mean, absolutely. Safety, early learning, and getting after the remodel of West High School. That is our board crystal clear saying top. Question two is also really important um, not only for the school district, but also for our region, and it's specific to outdoor spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, We, of course, have comprehensive co-curricular programs, whether it's sports or performing arts or fine arts. Everything from varsity sports to the Lancers, um, we've got a lot of kids outside a lot of the time. And what question two is about is, um, is the community interested in the school district playing a role in expanding multi-purpose space, not only for kids, mm-hmm. but also for our community, youth activities, et cetera. And so it's a fifteen dollars, $15, $15 million mm-hmm. question number two. It adds $2.50 onto that average price home per month. Okay. Um, and if, if passed, it would remodel both Tottenham and Wolverton Fields at East and West High School, change up the tracks, put in um, a stadium turf or a synthetic turf, which would then be able to be used way more often than simply what natural grass would do. Um, it would repurpose our bleacher system, lighting, concessions, and especially restrooms at West High School. Um it's, a, it's an important need. We, we've heard from our community partners, the recreation uh, people, both at City of Mankato, City of North Mankato, that mm-hmm. space is at a premium right. you know, for practices, games, etc. This would help. It wouldn't address all of the concerns within the community, but uh, it was a a reasonable request that our board said, yeah, this is a need. Let's put it to voters and see if uh, if voters want us to play a role in this.
0: If it passes, what's next then?
1: Yeah, so if it passes, a number of our projects, especially the safe secure entrances, are what we call shovel ready. And so we've already done a tremendous amount of the design work. And so we won't have to now, let's say it passes. We're not gonna have to then say on November 8th, well, let's pick an architect and start designing some spaces. Many of them are ready to go. And so we are anticipating uh, going out for bid. Again, if successful, relatively quickly and then once the ground thaws in the spring um, we will see shovels in the ground in some of our schools um, to start that repurpose remodeling other uh, of the larger projects some of the West High School projects that we will need to to engage in some design work engage with our community partners if we have the resources to do that work, then uh, we'll be able to expedite that and, and get into design and then eventually um, start moving on it. But this will be a multi-year right.
0: you know, construction.
1: But this isn't instant. But What uh, if it
0: fails? What happens?
1: So if, if it fails, you know, status quo will remain. And um, we want to make sure that our community knows that on November 8th, if we all wake up and it was a no-no vote, we're going to do everything we can to serve kids the very best we can. We've got amazing staff. Um, passionate and committed about learning, and that won 't change right. <laughs> absolutely won 't change if we have a no. I think that the challenge for our school board will be um, they 've already shared with me if it if it 's a no vote, we still have security concerns right. we still um, know that there were over nine hundred child care spots that uh, we needed just a couple of years ago that the community couldn't the the, the private market couldn 't fill yeah and finally west high school isn 't getting any younger. And so um, I don't know if it will be a full back to the drawing board. Um, I think that the board will be concerned that in school construction, prices never go down. You know, things always are going up. And so I think that we'd want to take some time to um, reorganize. Um, But again, going back to that daily experience of kids, staff, and families, um, we want to make sure people know that we will continue to provide high-quality education.
0: All right. So the next time we see you will be after the vote because the it. vote is officially November 7th. But as Paul said, you can vote now. Get it over with. Just go down to the historic courthouse in uh, downtown Mankato area and walk in. And where do you go? You
1: just go to- right up to the – I think it's on the first or second. They have such great signage. Okay, you fill yeah. out a little form in the hallway. Um Either I think you've maybe a driver's license or the last four of your socials and they type in your address and before you know it you got a ballot in front of you
0: all right well, we've been talking about some really important issues for the community uh, Dr. Paul Peterson in to just update us a little bit and explain why the uh, it's so important that the school board uh, recommended this and that it get passed to maintain our high quality standards of education here in in the Mankato area.
1: Thanks so much Karen.
0: thank you appreciate it as always.